Hello everyone, Jane A here from Your Weight Loss. And today we're talking about all the things. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about childbirth and just um, joining a culture that really represents your values and who you want to become. It's just going to be good. Hi, Leash. Hi. <laughs> okay, so right now we're on like snow day number 7,553. And uh, Leash is just being so funny that she can hear her kids while we're filming this. I'm like, it's all good. I've moved from my office into my closet, which, which I've shut the door, which is attached to my laundry room. I shut that door. I shut my closet door. I shut my bedroom door and I can still hear it. Oh my God. What's happening with your sound? Something weird's happening. Did you like oh, press something? Oh, yeah. I, I just moved um, my thing. Okay. No, no worries. Um, it was like really, really, really muffly. So she's saying, what, repeat what you just said. I don't know if they oh. he heard it. Uh, that I shut every door humanly possible and gave them a pep talk and I can still hear them. And I was thinking, okay, so I was just listening to Catnet and um, it was an old podcast and they, they make me feel so normal about being a mom entrepreneur and they make me feel so normal. Like they're like, so basically like I'm on my phone all day because that's my work. And then the kids walk in and you're like, oh, right. Like I'm also a mom right now and it's only 2 PM. But, and then I, they make me feel bad for being on my phone. It's like, oh, you're still on your phone. But then if their dad who rolls in at 7 30 PM, who worked in an office all day rolls in and is on their phone, that's okay. But then I have, I can't be on my phone because I'm a mom. Anyways, they make me feel so, so good. So true. And you know what I was thinking about too? is sometimes I feel guilty for doing work tasks. But you know what I realized? It's because our work is so fun. Okay, maybe. I like, agree. I was. I had this moment yesterday on my walk. I was like, my job is to talk to Jose about so my fun. favorite topics. <laughs> no, I agree. And they said something else about their kids. And I was like, oh my God, I feel the same way. Where they're like, you know that you know, when they're like, and your kids were just like kind of laughing and screaming, obviously having fun, whatever they're doing. And we're just like, like with our eyes. And then they said the same thing. They're like, yeah, I'm so happy. You're happy. But like, I need to work, go away. Like, leave me alone. And I was like, oh my God, I feel the same way. Sometimes like Dia's like her energy level is like 10 on 10. She's jumping. She's hyper. She's happy. She's a happy kid. And I'm just like, oh, get out of my face. Like I, I know it's, it's not that they're being bad and you're looking at them and you're like, I can't really tell you to stop doing what you're doing right now because you're you're not being bad. You're just- I know, it's hard. You're just here. I just see you with my eyes. Anyways, I connect with them on so many levels. I connect with them as a mom, but I also connect with them as a mom entrepreneur that like works yeah. from home on their phone. Like they do the same thing that we do. They're on social media. And it's like, people don't understand that there's a difference. Like when we answer a message, when we're on Instagram, that's working. It's really hard for, for people to understand. It is very hard. And it actually was, is nice to hear from other people because we obviously don't know many people that do this for a living. So it's nice to feel normal. Exactly. No, they, they make me feel normal and, and even they make me feel good. Like sometimes they're even like worse than we are, which I, I know. love. Or maybe they're just more open to saying the things, you know what I mean? It's so true. Um, so we are really digging deep into atomic habits at your weight loss. And um, there's one piece to um, what James is saying is that he's saying that you, in order for you to really achieve something and behave a certain way, you need to surround yourself with people that do achieve it or want to achieve it so that that behavior looks normal. 
Exactly. And people who believe it is possible. Like you have to, and this is to achieve something great. To achieve something great, you need to surround yourself with people who believe in you, believe in themselves, have done it themselves, or believe it's possible. And I know you just said that it's to achieve something great, but he was very um, also clear to say that the a bad, you know, peer pressure doesn't have to always be bad. It can be good, but it can also be bad. Does that make sense? So yes. if your whole environment does not show you or prove to you that a certain behavior is possible or a certain um, life is possible or a certain result, um, then chances are you will not get that. You will not achieve it. I agree. And that's what the community group, you just see with your eyes. Like, yeah. you know, we have women who have lost, you know, the last 10 we have women who have lost 150. We have we have women who, you know, had healthy pregnancies. We had women who, you know, did everything on every spectrum, have lost weight after 50, you know, all of the things. And there's another member in that same situation looking at them and seeing with their eyes that it is possible. And don't you find that our community, the community we've built, the the I guess the tribe of people, the culture at Your Weight Loss, the environment that we provide to our members really shows them that what they want to achieve is out there, but also it brings that type of behavior to a normal level. So what I mean by that is James was saying, like, when you see things that are out of reach and that aren't normal in your everyday life, you legit don't see them as achievable, but you see people do things over and over and over. And that environment that we provide creates that normalcy that, yeah, you can lose weight without feeling deprived. Yes, you can lose weight with, with eating chocolate. We do it all the time. So it's like, oh, this is normal. And that's why it's hard for people when they do a program like your weight loss. And then they go back to their society, back to their environment, back to their little, you know, the other part of their lives that the people in that part are like, what are you doing? So right? True. They're like, so true. So I thought you were losing weight while you're eating ice cream. You know, those people, the minute yep. you have, if you have someone in your life, when you're eating ice cream says something like, I, I thought, thought you were trying, yes, I thought you were trying to lose weight. Imagine how different their perception is than yours. Like imagine how their environment, the, the examples it provides or the knowledge they have or the life they live, how it is different than yours. I really love what you said about just it being the norm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you start to, and, and it, we are so affected by what we see with our eyes. And if you see the norm is that we can be normal humans and lose weight without extreme things and deprivation, then it's, you start to really believe it. Absolutely. And there's also the side of like, we live in a society where mostly are overweight and obese. So we don't see a lot of people living a healthy lifestyle. We don't. Let's put it out there. So when we are part of a culture where a, a movement, si tu veux, of people wanting to, what are you doing? <laughs> Tell us what you're doing right now. Stop. Okay. He is I rolling. Just, I was looking at myself and I very much struggle with bags underneath my eyes. It is what genetic. What is that tool? Okay. It's a rose uh, stone thing it's made for this Stop. have you ever it got your like mustache waxed and then they do this after no nope. it's, it's like cold it looks like what you would uh smoosh like a pancake or a pizza with yeah. you know but that tool in your kitchen 
You guys will have to watch this on YouTube to see. Oh my God. Uh, I love it. Um, I, I don't even know what we're saying, but basically I want people to, in, or I truly believe in order for you to achieve a different behavior than what you're achieving right now, you need to have a, you need to join some sort of of culture, system, environment. I don't know. There's something that you need that is different than what you have right now because you cannot live like, let's just go positive mindset versus negative mindset. Just that in itself is a great example. You cannot create a positive mindset and keep it in a total negative environment. I couldn't agree more. It's going to last two seconds, but in, and you might be like, oh, no, no, I'm motivated. I'm going to be the positive light in this negative field. Um, but no, you're actually, it's going to draw you in because it's all you see and all that is normal is being negative. So yeah. that is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, you want to start reading. There's nothing more motivating than being part of a book club. Like it's just what it is. You're part of a culture of people that read every day and that, you know, talk about it. And it gives you, you want to be a part of a group where you fit in. And we were talking about this just the other day, how that's one of the like most driving human factors is the need, the desire to fit in. Yeah. So that's why you need to find something that you actually really want to fit in with. Exactly. And, and guys, it's not going to come knocking on your door. No. It's not like that environment you need to go get. And sometimes you need to invest in that type of environment. Let's say you're the person that really wants that. Like, I want to be a part of the, I don't know, the, you know, bodybuilding competition. You're going to have to join a gym. You're going to probably have to hire a trainer. You're probably going to have to be a part of a community of people that achieve that as a goal. Like you're not just going to achieve that by yourself alone, not knowing, not doing any research, not talking to people that have achieved it. And also the only way that you're going to believe that you're going to do this is having friends or family or, a, and sometimes it's not even friends and family. It's just being part of an environment and a culture of people that do it. Absolutely. Okay. This makes me think of us and giving birth. So like, okay, guys, we're going to go back. <laughs> so, okay, Leash, you were the first one to give birth. I was the first one to give birth. Between the two of us. So it's funny that, that you say that because there is actually, as you're talking, like, wow, you're so right. So first of all, when I became pregnant and, and wanted to give birth, um, I valued giving birth without drugs. It was not because I thought I was going to be this like superhero or I wanted to brag about it. I valued it deep down because I believe that women's bodies are made to give birth. So I want to just preface that because that is huge about why I was successful because I valued that. And that's what we really want at Your Way Weight Loss is you make changes, you know, based on your values. So I set out to one. I had one friend that had done it before me. And I really talked with her. The other piece is I educated myself. And this is something I cannot. Yeah. You Googled? I was like extreme. So you were extreme. You read so many books. Um, I was extreme. It was a lot of it, I think, was to do with the fact that we couldn't get pregnant. And so I had literally two years of trying to get pregnant before I was pregnant. So you were get, getting worth for you were getting uh, ready for childbirth before being pregnant. Right. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, but I really educated myself. So I felt confident with my decisions. And that is the knowledge piece 
of what you're eating and how much you're eating is also super powerful and will allow you to make the choices. And that was the same for me. I felt confident with the choices that I made. And, so, and the research that you got out of all that research that you did really validated your values. Because exactly. you could have read that and be like, I don't really value that. I don't really value that. But all of your research was really pointing you towards, man, yes, I like that, that I value that feeling. I value that result. I value that knowledge. I did. And, you know, I want to say that obviously things happen medically. You can't always take control. But this is what I set out to do. I set out to do everything I could possibly do to set myself up for the success of the result that I was after. And so I hired a doula uh, who happened to be my aunt, who is also a nurse, which was a big part of that success for me. Um, I wanted to labor at home for as long as possible. And, you know, long story short, I, I, I did it. I labored at home. We... <laughs> I called my parents. They came down. They labored at home with me. Neil was like, please don't give birth in the car. And I was like, I'm not going to give birth in the car. Well, he pulled well. up to the hospital, actually. And I get out. Mom and I get out. I walk up the stairs to labor and delivery. It's, you know, one flight up. I arrive. And I say to the nurses, hello, I'm here to give birth. And I'm sure that they're used to people coming <laughs> in who, like, are, like, two centimeters dilated, right? 0.7. They're like, mm. <laughs> So they're like, let me check you. So I lay on the table and she checks me and she actually breaks my water fully as she's checking me. And she goes, you are nine centimeters dilated. Ah, uh, the dream. The dream. So at this point, imagine Neil, okay? He's parking the car. Okay, imagine my extraness too. Stop. I had a suitcase. I had like, there was like, snacks because I was we were hunkering down I had were all you these, moving like, in oh my I was God. moving in like there was a suitcase so Neil like rolls up to labor and delivery he's like like in the Is very Neil way the Tim Hortons downstairs I mean probably and he's like legit standing there and the nurses are like your wife is pushing <laughs> They didn't even have time to put like a proper bracelet on me. They thought it was my mom. I had my mom's name on my hospital bracelet anyway. Oh my God. And my doula had to be like, Neil, focus. Like, this is it. This is the moment. Like he was like, he was flirting with the nurses. He was eating a Snickers bar <laughs> from our snacks. Like no joke. <laughs> and uh, anyway, oh, you man. know, <laughs> so there I was exactly where I wanted to be. You know what? Having said that, it was still really hard. Um, I remember having a moment while I was pushing and I was like, okay, okay. Who's going to just cut the baby out of me now? Like, <laughs> You know, your first one, it's harder yeah. with pushing. Yeah. You don't know exactly. But anyway, I deliver delivered and Alfie was healthy and all my dreams came true. You know, I didn't have to have any medication and I labored at home. And what that what helped me to do that was surrounding myself with someone else who had done it and educating myself. Of course. And putting it out there, Alicia already said it, but like, obviously there's medical things that happen that, you know, we're not trying to make anyone feel bad for choosing no. different paths. What's important here is that she had a plan in place and really made those steps to like educate herself, but also it's the environment you had created. Now, um, tell me if you, were you always talking to the same person? Like, were you just like, did you really have your little like gang of people team um where you're like these are the people I talk to and this is where these are the only people I talk about that part of my life with like did you have friends that thought you were crazy like did you share those goals to like everyone or just like really kept it to yourself 
I don't know actually if I did share. I I did really mainly talk about it with one friend. Um, I think that people didn't think I was crazy at that moment. People thought I was crazy when I decided to do it again with twins. <laughs> no, oh my god! For you, it's like you want me to do it again and times two. I got this. Oh yes, yep. for sure. Yeah. So that part was, you know, that was that piece for me. I really had to set myself up for success again, and I had to talk to my doctor. I had to use my words and communicate yeah. over and over guys what I wanted in order to uh, to get it. And to be I honest, had to advocate for myself. Yes. And you were so, so doing that with your doctor. There was a point also where your doctor's like, well, not everything goes the way you want it to go. And you're like, nope, like I know, but I am planning for this. Also, I wanted to say like, I know that people sometimes are like, I can't believe you're going to do it again, but you got the rewards of your effort. And that was worth everything. You know how I feel about giving birth. It is traumatic. I will never forget. It's the most traumatic thing ever. Um, for me, that's how I feel about giving birth. And I still, I still freaking did it again for Noah because the rewards of doing it that way was, and I'm someone that has a big baby about giving birth, like huge baby. So when the reward is just so amazing, I see why you did it again. I did it again too, right? Like I see it and I'm like more of a baby than you. Like you were like rocked it. And I feel like you're like, oh my God, this was magical. Like zero magic, zero magic for me. I'm definitely more like hippie dippy than you in that sense. You are, you are, you're more of a hippie than I am. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So tell me what made you want, like what made you want to also give birth without drugs? That's so interesting. I think our want was very different. Um, oh, why? Our why. Yes, exactly. Yes. Our want was the same because we, we wanted that, but our why was completely different. Alicia really, it was about like her values and like her hippy dippy side showed up of like, I just want to give birth at home, like where I am not that like at all. Like I'm like, I want all of the help and I want whatever, but so funny that I'm that personality, but yet wanted to do it like the heart, like the hardcore way. Um, and really if I go deep and I'm like, why did I want that? It was really because any type of needle scares me. So that's kind of funny, but it, it is a big part of my why for me. That was my why. And even if someone else like is like, oh, well, you could have told me all of the reasons why it's safe or why like, you know, all the stats. I'm not a big like I don't get convinced by stats. I get convinced by working through my emotions. I am that person. Just like flying. I'm scared of flying. Now you're you, you're going to go and give me stats about the chances of me flying, like dying while flying or the plane crashing, or you have more chances of dying when you drive to the grocery store. I don't care about your stats. This is how I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I want to like work on my emotions, I really talk them out. Um, it's just like, you know how I was afraid that my child would have three arms and the stats are really low. Oh my low. gosh. You were really intense about that. I was guys, I am like from basically, um, having sex and making the baby to giving birth. I am a mental disaster, like so many thoughts it's and true. so true. Like I am just a mess and, and then I'm another type of mess once the baby's out. But yeah. while I'm like pregnant and also giving birth, um, but I am so like, I would be the perfect type of like anxiety. And, uh, you know, like, but because of the type of person I am that talks, 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 talks and shares, 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 it actually helps me get through like my personality actually helps me. I'm my own medication. <laughs> like, to wow. be honest, like 
I said crazy things to my doctor. I was like, this yeah. week on the menu of crazy thoughts by Jose. And I would just blur them out. I would just tell her everything I was feeling. I'm like, this week, I'm afraid of this type of disease. This week, I'm afraid that my child will have two heads. Can you make me feel good about that? And she's like, well, as your ultrasound is showing us, it only has one head. I was like, thank you so much. Instead of being like, you're crazy, don't talk about your feelings, I talk about my feelings. And I say but all the crazy things. I really love that point as well. And actually I'm a lot more stats driven. So like what made me feel better was like knowing how to increase my chances. And you're like, I don't actually care. Like you wanted to work through the emotional part of it. And, and that is an amazing point. And that is the same as your weight loss journey, guys. Right. I Like if I say, oh, you can increase the chances of your success by doing blah, blah, blah. You don't care unless you've really worked through the emotional part of that and You're accepted so right. that you actually want that. You're so right. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, okay, I'm scared. So that's where it started. I'm scared of the needle. I'm scared okay. of the epidural, but done. Okay. That's what it was. And I did not know a lot of people that really was an advocate for doing it naturally. You were the only one. And okay. I knew your birth story and I was very drawn to that. It's almost like weight loss. If you're really drawn to someone that changes their lifestyle, um, yes you know, changes their mindset, you're going to go and talk to these people. If yes. you're drawn to the person that is miserable eating nothing and, but melts in five minutes, you're going to be talking to those people. Like you're just drawn to what you're drawn to. Yeah. And I was drawn to your story. And even if our wise was different, I was drawn yeah. to what you had accomplished. Okay. You like it? I love it. So basically I really surrounded myself with Alicia and only Alicia because there was no one else <laughs> that really had that set, um, like, okay, yes, this is how we're going to do it. There was my sister-in-law at the time had given birth without any epidural, but her why was very much like, I am a rock star. And also her story was, I walk in and I push twice and I have a little bit of like, I feel she, and she would be so honest with that. Like her births were the dream, but I needed more than just the dream. I needed someone that had planned for it. And yours was the dream too, but you had planned for it. Whereas hers, it was just, she was going to kind of go with the flow. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go with the flow, but then I needed someone to back me up when I said, I'm not getting an epidural and you were it for me. I Googled yeah. nothing. You were my Google. Remember? I do. We talked a lot. I mean, one of our favorite topics at that point in our life was also, you know, giving birth. And I loved sharing my story. And I love like giving, just making sure that women are aware that they actually have other options. Exactly. So I'm not a Googler. She, Alicia is, and she happens to be a part of my life at this time. So for me, she had done all of the research. She had read all of the books. So I don't need to do that. For, like, that's not a part of my personality. I don't need my own research. I see people that get the results I want. And I'm like, if I can be friends with you and talk with you, because talking is my thing. Um, that for me was my type of research. I think that's why Jeff and I's relationship works really well is because he's my Google and he, he loves doing his own research. And then when we go on date night, I was thinking about how we have so many things to talk about because he is who he is and I am who I am. Right. Um, I get to ask him anything. He knows all the things I trust his opinion. I know he's done research. Like it kind of has a good side to our relationship. The fact that yeah. I, I'm just kind of like, Meh. but then I get to like 
be so smart because he's in my life. The same. I mean, I don't think you give yourself enough credit sometimes. Right, right, right. But there are things that I do not want to Google. Like I don't want to Google about the vaccine. I don't want to read about the vaccine. I'll ask Jeff and he'll do his Um, research. He's my Google too sometimes. <laughs> yes, but putting in pools. And <laughs> um, okay, so listen, I want to ask you because you're, you didn't have as good or easy, let's say, of an experience the first time giving birth with an epidural. Like your labor was long. O-M-G. So I want to know, at w- were there points in it where you wanted to give up, where you wanted to get an epidural? Tell me, tell me. Okay, guys. So basically what Alicia is saying is that I, 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 her labor that she did at home and called her parents and everyone's like all cute and stuff. Mine was like a, like a two, three days worth of hard, um, cramping and thinking I'm in labor, but then I'm not. And like, there was just like a lot of pain. Let's go with that. There was a lot of pain before it's time. So there was a lot of time to think. Um, but during like pain is like, okay, like I'm okay with that type of pain. But then yes, there was a time where I call it the, the, the hall of death. There was, there was a time where I I, know what you're talking about. It was (laughs) guys. So I show up at the hospital and my, because my water broke. So I show up at the hospital and at this time I've already like labored 48 hours, like haven't slept, like just so much pain, but I know I'm not like in labor. Right. So my water breaks at my house. So it's time. It's time to like make a get to the hospital. So I get there and she checks me and I am hmm, someone interesting is calling me. I, um, I get there and they're like, you're two centimeters. I think I was two centimeters guys. I'm probably more dilated right now than I was at that time. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? I wanted to cry. Yeah. And, and then it's like, this is not even like, the tip of the iceberg. This is not like I haven't even made it. Right. So I remember you texting Jeff and you were like, what's happening? You were like my doula through text. Right. Um, I'm also more like, um, shy about giving birth. I'm more like reserved in that way. Like I just wanted Jeff, no friends, no moms, no whatever, like just Jeff. And even Jeff likes, please stay behind my hairline. Um, so it's like very much like just, I don't know what giving birth is. And I'm not like, I get all awkward in a, in a, at that time, a pap test. Like, I'm just like very reserved when it comes to like that part of my body. So I'm like, oh my God. So you're texting Jeff. Jeff is like, she's only 0.7 diamond. <laughs> no, but like it was like two or three. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well we can't admit you. Like you're not dilated enough. And like at this time, like my water has broken and I'm in like pain. No. They're like, go for a walk. And this is where it started. This is where, like, I think her checking me, the water breaking, really got things going at a fast pace. So I went in the hall for like 30 minutes, legit no break. Every two minutes, intense um, contractions. So I call it the hall of death because they had like those railings and I would just hold on to the railings and I'd be cramping, cramping. And Jeff would just like rub my back. That was the only thing he could do. And um my doctor and you're like gushing amniotic fluid at this point, every contraction. Absolutely. And my doctor, so I have a, like a diaper on. Oh my God. And my doctor walks by. She's the doctor on call. Just okay. so happens. So that okay. was good news, right? She was going to be the one giving birth uh, to Dia. And so she walks by and she says, this is what you wanted. 
And I, that's what she said. We were kind of friends. Uh, like we're kind of like, obviously I had had so many good fun conversations with her, right? Like, cause I'm a, I'm a fun human. So yeah. we had like, yeah. So we had like kind of became like had a relationship. Si tu veux. And um, she's like, this is what you wanted. Like you could get an epidural. You're perfect candidate for epidural, right? You're in pain. You're only two centimeters. You could ask for an epidural anytime. It's not like you walk in there. You could not ask for an epidural leash. You were nine centimeters ready to push. So she's like, this is what you wanted. And I just look at her and I'm like, I'm in so much pain. And she's like, mm-hmm. and she just walks by. So I told Jeff, I look at Jeff with scared eyes and I'm hey, like, wait, I want to stop you right there. Okay. I love the, the point. I know this is going to be a long one, but I feel like it's fine. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I love the point of you wanted this because that happens in your weight loss journey as well. Oh, you're, yes. You're almost feeling sorry for yourself. You're right. a little, you're a little cranky about it. Things are getting, Oh my God. Hard. I have good metaphors coming with everything that's coming. Yes. Things, things are feeling hard. And sometimes you need the doctor to walk by and remind you that this is what you chose. Exactly. And also this is a great, great example as well. Like me looking at Jeff and be like, I need help. There's okay. something that needs to be done. Okay. So, you know, sometimes you're like, I need help. I need accountability. Yeah. I need, I need something. I need some extra something just for a little yeah. bit. Right. Yeah. Just until I pass through this moment. Yeah. So I look at him. He's like, what do you want? What do you need? And I'm like, I'm not saying I want an epidural. I'm just saying something needs to happen because my pain level is so high. Okay. So I walk in and they're like, she's back already. Cause it's been like 20 minutes. Right. So I'm like, I really am hurting. Like it, it's really something. And she's like, okay. I'm like, can you check me again? So she checks me and I'm at six. Okay. So I gone from two to six in like two minutes. Though. Okay. So she's like, okay, that's why you're in pain. Like this is going fast, right? Like you're, you're obviously dilating and dilating hurts. Like that's yeah. the part that hurts at this point. I want you to know that I knew this was coming. So that was a part of my Googling with Alicia. Alicia had told me the hardest part of laboring is getting to 10. Once you're at 10, there is no going back. You will push out the baby. Your body is made to do this. But the pain resistance to get to 10 is the hardest part. I had also read this. I also knew this. So it was like, that, that was a, I almost cried when she said you're six because I'm like, I freaking did two to six. I can go six to 10 now. Like it's yes. like that- you know, like that validation of like, okay, 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 okay. You needed to feel like your hard work was was paying off. There was some reward. Okay, this is working. Yes. And so it's almost like that groundbreaking two pounds you were waiting for. Or you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just that little push to say, okay, I know this is possible. Or you've kept off that 50 pounds for two weeks where in the past you had sabotaged it. Like there are moments in your journey where you're like, I just need a sign. And that was my sign. And then I was like, text Alicia. Like, I remember I was like, oh my God, like that means I'm going like a little bit further and like, whatever. So they're like, we're going to admit you. So that was another step, another sign of like, it's coming. Like you're, you're doing progress. Oh my yeah. God, so many words. So I get there. And so, and then it was like really good to, she set me up for success. She asked me, do you want to sign for an epidural? I had to sign things. And there was, there was just like so many signs for me to say, there were moments for me to give in. Oh yes, there were. Yeah. Imagine all that time I had to think about this versus you didn't have that time of like signing things and, and them asking you, like, you just got there and it's time to push. Like, 
but you know what? I need to stop you. I knew that the chances of you having an intervention are increased if you are at the hospital for a long period of time. Exactly. So I stayed at home for a long period of time. You did. Okay. So I okay. stayed home until my water broke and then it's like time to go, right? Anyway, so I get there and she like makes me sign this paper and I sign it to say I don't want an epidural. So I sign it and then it's like it's done. Then she's like, do you, uh, oh, uh, if you want an epidural, you need to tell me now because I need to like put an IV in. There's like other things that she need to put in my body. And we all know yep. how I'm scared of needles. That yep. was another sign of me. Like you are not touching me. Also, there is no time to touch me. Like there is no time. I am contracting every two seconds. So she's like, okay. She like saw that I wanted it. I had a really amazing nurse at this time. She was like, okay, let's set you up for success for you to get to 10 without an epidural. And we're going to, we're going to, yes, it's going to be hard, but we're going to give you the best, I guess, scenario possible for you to get through this. Amazing. So she's like, uh, yeah. So she like gave me like a medicine ball to sit. Cause she's like, what position does it make you feel better when you have a contraction? What do you feel like doing when you have a contraction? And I was like, I want to pull, I want to use, um, strength. I want to, I want to use strength. So she like made this freaking Tarzan rope with the bed. So that whenever I had a contraction, I could pull, 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 pull. And that made me feel better. Instead of pushing, I was pulling. <laughs> so anyway, she was there for me. Jeff was rubbing my back. And but again, okay, stop right there. Another human that said, okay, you yeah. want to do this? This is going to be hard, but let's do this. And yeah. let's figure out what's yeah. going to make this as easy or enjoyable Exactly. possible. Exactly. She's like, do you want a bath? I'm like, no, I'm going to throw up. I'm too hot. Do you want a cold shower? Do you want, I was like, I don't want to move. I don't okay. want to move right now. She's like, okay. She was like giving me all my options. Yeah. And she said, she knew that I didn't want an epidural. She's like, what about the laughing gas? Okay. So that was a tool for me. She's like, just to breathe, just to put your mind somewhere else. Like you've been laboring for a long time. Like, do you want that kind of help? And I was so afraid of that because I had read that it makes you puke. Why well, I'm very afraid of puking. <laughs> so, oh my God, what a story. Anyways, she gave that to me. I used it, I think like four or five times and it calmed me and it, it gave me somewhere else to think than the pain I was going through. And guys, I got to 10. And then I had to use my knowledge. It's like getting your, using your knowledge for weight loss and then using your knowledge for mind maintenance. Oh my God. Cause the pain is not gone once it's time to push it up, but it's a different journey. It's a whole nother thing. And I had talked to Alicia about pushing. Once you're ready to push and you've made it, you've made it. It's 10 centimeters, no going back. It's time. The baby's coming out. You had given me such great knowledge and strategies to get through the mindset piece of it. Because it was all mindset. My body's made to push a baby. All mindset. All mindset. So you had said to me, there will come a point where they're going to say, <laughs> they're going to say, this is not enough. You're pushing, but you're pushing like you're like you're just you're you're not doing that extra thing to get a baby out. And that's exactly what happened. They're like, what you're doing is not enough. She said that to my ear. You know what you need to do. I still see her like whispering that. She's like, you know what you need to do, but you know it's gonna freaking hurt. Yep. But you will need to do it. So let's yep. get to it right now. Let's just yeah. do it right now. So, oh, I need, oh my God, I have so much to say. It's like a push on a push. And yeah, you pushing point, after you push, exactly. Yeah. 
and like where's there's no drugs so you are feeling the your vagina is on fire yes open and on fire yeah did they tell you not to like make noise you know what? And yes. in movies, they like they eh, like they're yeah. yelling, and that's like the opposite of what. Like basically, they're like, "Don't make noise with your mouth. Save your put energy. It, basically, put it all in your vagina. Make yeah. your vagina. <laughs> your vagina needs to scream, not your mouth." Basically. <laughs> oh my god! There was another piece that was like I had gone through all the emotions of like being scared of pushing for a long time. Yeah. That was another piece of my why that I had forgotten. I didn't want to push for a long time. And I had heard when you have an epidural, you don't feel a lot. So you could be pushing for hours, which is very exhausting versus there are more chances of you pushing for a less amount of time when you don't have an epidural because you feel every single thing. So you know exactly what you need to do. Yep. So I pushed for 15 minutes. That's it. 15 minutes because I knew exactly what I needed to do. I didn't want to do it, but at least I felt everything. I mean, the dream, I'm not going to lie. The dream is getting an epidural and pushing for two minutes. That's the that's what I want. No no pain in pushing for two minutes. But the chances of that happening are so low that you might not be that person. So I wanted to put all my chances of me just pushing for a little bit. And that's that's basically what happened. Oh, my God. Huh? I don't know. This is making me want to either be a doula or have just one more baby. This is making me feel the opposite. Oh my God, you're funny. You're kidding, right? I mean, kind of. Um, you know what? what? Like, okay, I, wait, I have a question. Was no. it, I mean, we can't go and talk about our second birth, but um, was it like, oh, uh, like was both giving birth to the twins and giving birth to Elfie, was it the same experience kind of? Was it similar or you're like, nope, completely different? I mean, the twins was different because they were twins. Yes. So, you know, and I'll just talk to it quickly, but, you know, going in pregnant with twins, my doctor was like, okay, so like, you're going to have a C-section. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I remember not. this. I remember this. So step one was me to convince my doctor that I was going to have a vaginal delivery of my twins. And then step two was to convince my doctor that I was not going to have an epidural. Oh my and God. So he was like, every appointment, I kind of worked at him and he saw me having a very healthy pregnancy. He said, okay, this is going really well. Um, and then we made deals. So he said, okay, um, I will let you do it, but you need to have like a stint put in just in case you need an IV. Okay. And he said, you can do it, but I'm going to have to, you have to be in the hospital. Like he wouldn't let me labor at home for a long period of time and you can do it, but I need to check this. And so we made deals. And I was confident that I was going to do it. I had my same doula with me and everything was going well. I was in the hospital though. That was different. And they had to stop me and check me often. And that was annoying. Okay. And at one point there is a moment where they roll in. Oh, what's that drug that they give you? Pitocin. Pitocin, which is like, if you're trying to have a natural childbirth, Pitocin is like, uh -uh. and they rolled it in the nurses. And I said, what is that? And they said, Pitocin. And I said, can someone just check me? And I was eight centimeters dilated. And it just goes to show you guys that you have to advocate for what you want. That yeah. what you want in this world, especially something difficult, is not going to just happen to you. You have to fight for it. And I did. And I turned it around, finished whatever. And then I gave birth to two children and then two placentas. Stop. I remember Piper, Piper came out first, her head came out and I go, oh my God, that second baby's coming. And they're like, oh no, those are her shoulders. 
<laughs> so then I had a baby. They put her on me, wrapped her up, took her away, and then another baby. And then two. This is insane. I could not two, even imagine two babies. And then two. And you know what? I had a beautiful recovery with the twins. And I, I'm so proud and so happy that I was able to do it, do it that way. And see how your recovery with Alfie was shit. And it was it like was. hard and like yeah. you legit almost died. So yeah. like, it's like insane how like you, and you didn't plan for that. You didn't know that, you know, you felt like, okay, well, this delivery was amazing. I got everything I wanted, but then your body can choose to do other things. So that's just proof as well that we're not superhumans. Oh my gosh. Um, no. And that, that is like not our yeah. And that's not our message. That is not our point. Our point is that there are things you can do to set yes. yourself up for success. That yeah. is surrounding yourself with other people. That is um, educating yourself. And that is believing in yourself. Like yeah. I, I had to believe that I was going to be able to do that in order for me to do that. Oh, absolutely. You needed to know you had the, you had the, the, not the power, but you needed to know that you had that personality that, oh yeah, I got this. I, I I've done this. this and I know that I can do this. Um, oh, it's just like when I gave birth to Noah, it, it was such a different experience. The nurses were different. So also you need to understand like sometimes the people surrounding you aren't the same way. And like, it was a different experience. It was almost awkward with Noah. I remember that moment. It was so silent. And the doctor's just waiting for me to have another contraction. So I pushed. So it was like quiet, just like quiet, quiet, quiet. Basically, there's no one else. I just like walk in and I'm like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to push. And they're like, well, you just called and you said that your contractions were every five minutes. And I was like, but right now I've had it like, this is my second. And I know that I know what it feels to want to push. And I want to push. Can you check me? And I was eight. So, and then my water broke right in front of them. And then it's time to push like five minutes later. And the doctor just is her, her shift was ready to finish. So she was just like waiting. Basically everyone's outside. The other nurses are waiting for me to finish, to give birth. I legit give birth. All the nurses and the doctor leave and a new bunch comes in, but it was fun because they were so, um, they were all like not tired versus my first group. They had been there all night and I arrive at freaking. 6 a.m. No, oh yeah, you're gonna give birth right now. No, you know what I mean, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at least once I once Noah was out, the ner I remember the first nurse was like, "Well, this is a great way to start our shift." Hi, it was Aww. really sweet. Um, and my doctor was the doctor on call after, not the one that gave birth. So she's like, everyone was like, she legit called this morning, and all of a sudden she's here giving birth. Like that was. It was um, special in that way, but uh, giving birth is traumatic and so painful. <laughs> that yep. is my takeaway. Yep. Oh my God. And it's like weight loss. You know what? Like some people are like, oh my God, mine was like, I was so this and whatever. But at the end we got the same results. We got our babies. Absolutely. Everyone has a different journey. Everyone has different obstacles. Um, are we just want you guys to set yourself up for success for whatever that is, whether that is natural childbirth or weight loss. <laughs> and you know what? I'll just put this out there because it's funny. I remember my brother, I was I was like, I was just talking to you and reading, and basically you were the only person because everyone else was like, You're crazy. Why would you want to do that? My brother was like, he's a dentist. So he's like, it's like wanting a root canal without being like, why would you want that? The scientists have taken out something to help you do this without pain. But you're like, no, thank you. I'm just going to do it with pain. Like he did not understand it. He's like, if I was a woman giving birth, I would for sure have all the drugs, all the epidural so that I would have no pain. And I was like, I, okay, then I, I'm obviously not going to talk to you about this again. Like you're not, yeah. you know? Um, so of course, if you're listening and you're like my brother, 
who's like, oh my God, I was like, give me all the drugs. I want to avoid all the pain. We get it. We get it. Absolutely. And you, everyone that you are surrounded by are just humans with opinions. Yes. yes. And so you have to find the ones that align including with yours. your doctor, including your doctor. Okay. That was a, yeah, that's a good way to finish that. All right. So, I mean, be you, uh, follow what you value, find your whys and go with it and advocate for yourself. Oh, great one. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us everywhere. I mean, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook under your weight loss, and you can find us on YouTube, um, and our website, your Thank you so much for the love guys. Bye. See ya.